First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast Time. Bienvenidos, dobre den, and welcome back to your favorite weekly podcast, The Pot of the Everyman, The Two Beers Podcast, episode 122. We got some sauciness going on. I'm Jordan, here with Drew. What's up, man? So now we're just, you're just like completely ripping off my intros from prior prior podcasts. Is that what we're doing now? I don't see you're it just, that way whatsoever. You didn't, you didn't have your own uh, your own shtick for this week. We do it two days early and you're you're ripping me off. I, I get it. I get it. I'm flattered, really. Imitation is the uh, most sincere form of flattery. Do you make your own sauce? I do. I, I, I do. I make my own swagoo. I was thinking about this, not to jump into it right off the bat. Swagoo? Like, that, but also like, you know, J, like our buddy Teddy sent us that JJ Reddick. Like, oh, look at JJ's opinion. Like, I, that's the last person's opinion I care about. <laughs> and people, people care about him. Like, oh, he, he played in the league. He played for Coach K. And it's like, th- like these people who think they have more important opinions than anyone else because they played or whatever else. Like, okay, do you do you make spaghetti sauce? No, but I do. So my opinion of spaghetti sauce is better. Or like, do you do you make wine? No. Well, I do. So my opinion's better. Like, no. Anybody can consume it. Anybody can have an opinion. It's your opinion. As long as you watch it and you're consuming it, guess what? You're gonna know a little bit about it. Like, you're not off base. You're allowed to have an opinion. I oh, just I have that nuts. man's thank you Philadelphia uh, full page newspaper letter. In my in my home, along with a pair of his game used basketball shorts, so I all, not all I'm, former Duke players drive me up a wall. <laughs> like they all. I mean, just... pretty much most of them all are the effing worst. So holy Jay, uh, Jay, Will, Jay, Jay Will, Jay Will trying to go at Stephen A for having an opinion. Oh, yeah, his... holier than thou douchebags. That I'm is the, take that is the epitome take his of the Duke, the the Duke basketball. Uh, Grant, Grant Hill is like the only one that's like tolerable. He's annoying really. as he's Grant annoying Hill is. Oh, Grant yeah. Hill annoys you. Oh yeah. Oh he's, wow. He's, he's do you even see Grant? Where do you even see Grant Hill that he could annoy you? He's he's an announcer, in-game announcer, and just the subtle little comments he makes just is just super annoying. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Fair enough, Dude, man. Fair he's enough. He's just as just as big a douchebag as the rest of them. You seem triggered, Jail. I'm always triggered. I'm always triggered. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, let's, Stephen let's A. Man, Philly's Philly's own. Oh wait, is he from Philly? I don't know. I know he wrote for the he wrote for the Inquirer for a little while. I don't know if he's actually from here though. On that note, are you ready to assume positions for the world famous two Bruce salute? You know who is from Philly? Who? Cool boy Steph, Stephen Fulton. Do you awesome, know who that ha- is? A- awesome hair. Do you know who that? <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? Still doesn't understand the concept. Three, two, two, one. one. Ah, got a little nugget nectar to the eye there. That was that was saucy. <sighs> what are you drinking? <laughs> I, I uh, like that I'm upsetting you now. This is yeah, fun. Give me for fun. Stealing my shit. Uh, <laughs> I took a little tumble today down the stairs. So uh, I'm hoping I I went liquor tonight, hoping maybe it would numb the pain. <laughs> 
I don't know if that actually works, but describe a tumble down the stairs. I just uh, I was walking down the stairs to uh, you know to let the dog out, and I just like slipped. Didn't have wasn't wasn't I wasn't wearing socks. I didn't get caught on my pants or nothing. I was just sitting there topless in the in my boxer briefs, man, just letting it all hang out and just lost my footing and maybe that's what you tripped on. Seven, yeah, I mean that is true. That third leg, it's not as uh, it doesn't stable. I you meant the, the boxer brief. Oh, I was gonna say it doesn't stable you the way that you uh, you think it would. But um, yeah, seven steps later, I'm just sitting there, sitting there in pain at the bottom of the uh, the steps. My dog doesn't even come to see if I'm okay. Jerk. Yeah. So I'm just drinking some old school gentleman's jack. Oh, well, that's my favorite. All right, it's tasty. Um, it's tasty. Let's get into it here, bro. Broski, bro. Talk about needing something to calm the nerves. Not Saturday night. Saturday night. That was Friday night. Oh, that's right. Friday night. My God. I blacked out I think the fourth round. Um, <laughs> Man, Navarrete, he gets caught, goes Oof. down against a nobody in the the fourth round, gets, gets a comfortable 20 count-ish, gets his wits about him, comes back, gets the KO in the... What was it? The eighth. Was it eighth? Yeah, eighth round. Okay. Eighth round. Oh, you're uh, right. Sorry. I'm sorry. The ninth. I'm sorry. The ninth. ninth it was the ninth. Okay. Yeah, it was the ninth. Yeah, you're right. Um. Yeah, and so he he marches on. Now he's setting up for a title title defense, I guess, versus Valdez. Um, but it's just every, everything we love about him is everything that's wrong with him. It's just the lunging, the off-balance, the awkwardness. He leaves himself open. We, we know he's going to get caught. And, like, it's every time you watch one of his fights, you're just you're just waiting. Like, is, it, yeah. is this the fight he gets caught? Well, guess what? Against Liam Wilson, this, this was the time that he got caught. And he went down. He was wobbled. He was stanky-legged. Uh, he spit the mouthpiece out pretty much on the eight count. The the ref <laughs> didn't. Oh, oh, I think the ref was trying to enforce not giving him extra time because the referee didn't even bother rinsing it. Throws it back in his mouth. Well, it just like awkward. And it like awkwardly fell out of his mouth. I, I don't. I don't know if he spit it out on purpose. Maybe he did. N- Navarrete then goes to the ref. Don't I? Don't shouldn't you rinse it out to try and buy more time? And he's he's like not getting it in there. It's telling him to rinse it out. And the ref's like get, basically saying like get your ass back in there. So I, I don't know if it was necessarily a twenty count, but at least a fifteen by the time they he, they do the squabble over over the mouthpiece. Yeah, he got he got a full twenty seven seconds to collect himself, basically. Was it really twenty seven seconds? Yeah, based on the timer. Like it's <laughs> and and the one the one thing that people are bringing up, like it's not ten sec, it's a ten count. Like it's not from the second you go down, a clock stops and it starts, and you have ten seconds. Like it's when the it's as the referee gives you a ten count. Like at his pace, whatever he's doing, like it's a little. I, I don't know. I like he definitely Navarrete definitely got more time than he should have to recover. But like this thing where it's like, oh my god, like because they were doing all these things with like the Apple Watch on like it was over, not like he was still down at the counter. Yeah, like over on all these videos of you know they did Fury Wilder one, they did Buster Douglas Mike Tyson, which I always argue was uh, way long too long of a count, and Tyson should have retained that night, but um. Yeah, like it. Yeah, he definitely got he definitely got more time. Um, so, I it was wild, and we listened. We yeah, I I was I I think I told you after the fight. 
I was literally text about to um I was taking notes and I was like, you know, he won I, I thought Navarrete took two of the first three rounds and you know, he looked okay, but he just he kept his you know, I was doing the cards. He kept, you know, the right right guard. He just wouldn't get it up, get it up, because he's that's how he's awkward. He throws those like uppercuts. And I'm like, man, like I don't think Wilson can hang like looking at the first three rounds, I'm like, I don't think Wilson can hang with him. Um, but I'm like, dude, like once he gets in there with like a technical counter puncher like a Valdez, I might that might be when, when the train stops. And then literally, yeah, as I write that, sixty seconds later, bang! I'm like, Oh my god, please don't let it be to this guy. So, you know, that's you know, everyone focuses on they kept fo- you know, Timmy and I I think Top Rank has the best commentating crew. And they all kept focusing on his body. He looks pudgy. They're like that guy's never. That guy is never ripped. Like let's just stop with the body nonsense. Like he, he, he what happened to him happened because of his poor defensive prowess. Like that, <laughs> that is what happened. Yeah. He left his guard down and he got he got hit with a, yeah, a if left. He, if a he's left ripped hook. and he yeah. and he does and he does that same. He's stuff, still going what? down. Yeah. <laughs> Like it wasn't. It wasn't like Wilson for the first three rounds was peppering him with body shots and starting, you know, filling up the basement with water, as Teddy Atlas would say. Like he just caught him, just caught him, man. Like that's that's what happened. So, you know, it was what it was. But listen, so Navarrete gets knocked down on the fourth, gets back up. You know, I think the biggest, the biggest turning point of the fight was really, I thought, round five. Because I, I really thought Wilson should have came out and just gone for broke. You, you could see yeah. that. Navarrete did not have, even when he came out of the round like he did not have his legs under him it was very similar to Valdez it might have even been the fourth round when Valdez uh, I think I think it was the fourth round when Valdez uh cracked uh Burchell you know he he was still on wobbly legs and it seemed like he was like tentative that he didn't want he didn't want to get caught being too aggressive and get caught with something Navarrete had but like he just, he, he I don't I don't know that he would have given him anything anything that would have moved him like just with he, the way he needed he needed to double down and yeah, and I, I think the corner that was some bad corner advice. I think the corner was telling him not to go crazy and not to not to go all out. That was at least in the later round. So I gotta imagine they probably said the same in the fifth. But like, especially when you see the rat, like they're like they had that. You know, they gave him extra time in the fourth. You gotta in the back of your mind, you gotta be thinking if this go like if this goes to the cards, I might not win. I, I just gotta I, I just gotta take this guy out. I can't allow him to catch up. Get get his second wind and come at me because that's what he's going to be doing. And to me, that you know, and that's you know, that's inexperience. This was Wilson's first. This was his first championship fight. Um, you know, I, that's where it was. So you know, he he ends up. It looked like I thought Navarrete, but just from the eye test without seeing the punch stats, I thought he won five, six, seven, eight. I you know to the point yeah. where. We're talking. We're we're in a group chat with our buddy Goff and Casey. Casey's probably like, "Can you fuckers take this somewhere else?" Stop talking about boxing. I'm trying to paint my Star Wars collectibles. Um, <laughs> and I, I I'm at the point where I was like, "Goff, just give me the round. Give me the car." I'm 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 just obviously too biased that I think Navarrete is dominating these rounds. I, here. I was with you. I, I had him winning. I, I just too. I just assume we're just too we're just too close to him because we love him. And you know, then he gets in the not and then he he gets into the ninth round and he floors Wilson. Pretty early, maybe it was thirty seconds in, and you just knew Wilson was going to be in trouble. Navarrete had been working, getting some good body shots. You know, he was hitting him clean, and then eventually the ref. You know, he 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 turned. I don't know. He didn't necessarily turn his back to Navarrete, but the way he was getting hit, he was stumbling with his back towards him a couple times. So I, I'm glad the ref he he allowed it to go on. He didn't give 
he didn't stop it after the first flurry of Navarrete clean shots without much um, give back from Wilson, and which I thought was fair because of the leeway he gave Navarrete when he went down. Yeah. But after the second and third uh, wave, they just he waved it off and said, uh, "I I would have been fine if he let it keep going." Like I I don't know that Wilson was in danger of seriously getting hurt, but um, you know definitely uh definitely just an impressive impressive uh show of grit and determination by Navarati to get off the get off the mat and uh just you know stop stop his opponent yeah and i just wanted to piggyback off of your comments on round 5 and like dude you're a minus 1600 favorite right like or whatever it was or or i'm sorry minus 1600 underdog like you just knocked the guy down in round four. Like, he doesn't have his wits about him. Like, the more I thought about this, like, you have to go for broke in round five because if this goes to the cards, you're going to lose. They're not going to let their prize boy lose to a nobody. Like, they're just not going to let it happen. Uh, if it goes to, like, if, if you um, – I'm sorry, if – Say words. Say words, Jordan. <laughs> Come on, you dummy. <laughs> you can't let it go to the cards because you're going to lose. They're, they're going to let make their boy win. Not only that, like you said, if he gets a second wind, you know he's coming for you. Like, you know the KO, it, he's going to be shooting for it. So, like, the, the only thing you could do if you want to win there is go for broke. And, like, you, you did it. You caught him on, on a counter and put him on the ground. That's your chance to win right there. And like you said, it's just the inexperience of realizing the moment where they didn't hit the gas. And that's just a shame. I mean, I'm happy because, you know, I don't want Navarrete to lose to a fill-in. But, you know, that's shame for him that he wasn't able to capitalize on, you know, his biggest moment he's going to get. Yeah, and man, this is, I mean, this is just impressive. So that round five, Wilson actually did outround him. He did outland him 17-11. I'd love to see what the power to the jabs were. Oh, it was probably all power because he only landed 13 jabs, Wilson, in this uh, in this one. But, um, you know, he outlands him 17-11. In the six, yeah, here's six, seven, eight, and nine for Navarrete. 33 to 15 doubles him up. 25 to 6 quadruples him up. I guess in theory, if you're ever going to have a 10-8 round that there isn't a knockdown, that's it. Uh, 23-12 doubles him up. 17-4 quadruples him up. That's insane. After getting yeah. after getting uh, stunned and, uh, and almost sparked in the fourth round. Pretty wild, man. Pretty wild. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree. It was... Always entertaining with with Emmanuel El Vecero and Navarrete El, Timine, El Terminador, as we like to say. Love I, that, that, guy. that really needs the cat. Like, yeah, it was good. I mean, it seemed. I mean, listen, Wilson. You know, Wilson might not. He's a he's a, a fill in for Valdez. Um, you know, his first championship fight, but you know, he, he didn't seem like he was a slouch from a. A chin and like you know it's not like he was he was in really good shape yeah. so I would I would probably say that not I mean at least in this case it looks like Navarrete's power did translate to 130 because that's what you always say this is now his third right his third weight class that he's moving up so when you're when you're a guy that's known for pat your pat you know your power and your stoppages that's always the kind of thing you look at like is the power does the power translate as you 
as you move up in weight. So it looks, it looks it, at least in the first test, it looks like he has. Yeah, agreed. Um, all right. Other than that, uh, boxing on Saturday, there was two women's fights. Uh, I actually missed the Baumgartner fight. How'd that fight go? Oh, uh, it was good. Um, huge third round. She has multiple knockdowns. I mean, I'm not gonna lie that you know I just I I, I usually hate the uh, the trunks that aren't really trunks, and it's like the um, just basically like the like uh, skirt, like the, the skirt thing. But man, she can wear that all day and twice on Sunday uh, for me. <laughs> but anyway, uh, two knockdowns. I thought her opponent was game. Like she like she was tough as nails, and I thought. From four from four through ten, she was very competitive. I mean, I don't think it was necessarily a close fight. I think a lot of a lot of the uh, I, in, in neither of the fights, by the way, that I think it probably was all all that close. But um, there was a lot of people that thought it was uh, you know if, if that the third the third round was critical for her with the uh, with the outcome. I you know based on based on the cards and if you look at the punch stats, I, I don't think that was the case. But um, yeah, wins the fight. She was, I think, she was obviously heavily favored. So now it's really Katie Taylor is obviously is um, she's already booked up. So the real question is, do we get a do we get a Bumgarner Mayer rematch now? Mayer's moved up in weight for her next fight, but doesn't mean she can't come back down and wait uh, for the for the rematch. Yeah, interesting. Uh, I mean, she looks good. I, I, people, a lot of people were saying that she gets she looks she looks like she gasses herself out a bit. Um, I, I don't know. I didn't I didn't think Bumgarner looked gassed out against Mayer in the later rounds. So I, you know, that's just I, I don't know if that's people were overblowing that. It's tough. I mean, women's boxing is tough with the two minute rounds. It's tough to yeah, um, agreed to see what's going on. Yeah, agreed. Um, but I did watch. I didn't watch Baumgartner, but I did watch uh, Serrano versus Cruz. That was a hell of a battle. Yeah, I didn't watch the first three rounds, and then you kept texting me about it. And I'm like, well, I guess I should throw it on, huh? Yeah, it was a fantastic fight. Absolute war. Cruz, you know, typical Mexican fighter, just coming forward, th- throwing bombs. Serrano is a, is a high-paced fighter anyway. And so they were just trading punches back and forth. Uh, a clash of heads opens a cut for Cruz, uh, like on the top of her head. So there's just blood everywhere, uh, blood all over Serrano's shoes and and clothing. And um, Serrano definitely ended up getting the better of her. But man, Cruz was so game. It was a hell of a fight. Uh, and then afterwards, after Serrano wins the unanimous decision, which the cards were way too wide, but here nor there. Um, after Serrano wins the unanimous decision, Katie Taylor comes in the ring. They announce Taylor Serrano 2 in Ireland. Uh, Katie Taylor's first fight ever in, in her home country. So that's going to be absolutely wild. May 20th, which is supposedly the day that we're going to have uh, Loma versus Haney. Um, that is not finalized or announced yet. So who actually knows what that ends up being? Um, but man, I, that's going to be another all out war. And I mean, maybe Serrano actually takes this one. It's that, that fight hung on the edge of a knife the first time around. So just expecting it to pretty much go the same way. 
this time around in Ireland. What did you think of the fight? Sorry, you were uh, my my headset was getting goofed uh, goofed around here. Um, I thought it was a great scrap. I mean, I, I when I turned when I turned it on is when Cruz got the huge cut on her forehead, man. Um, that was pretty wild because all the blood she was losing. Uh, I didn't think it was. I, I thought I really didn't think it was that clo- that close on the cards. Now I missed the first three and a half rounds, so maybe if you told me Cruz won the first four rounds. Then I could argue, I could tell you that okay, yeah, the scorecards were way too wide. But just like, again, just looking at the punch stats, and then rounds five through ten, like I, I thought Serrano took every round five through ten. So I, I like, did you think Cruz swept the first four or took three of the first four rounds? I'd say she probably took two of the first three. Maybe, uh, yeah, may, maybe you could say uh, maybe some people thought she took three, three of the first four. I'd say probably two of the first four. It was probably even through four. And then Serrano, I thought even the fifth was, was – they were all competitive rounds, but Serrano just seemed to edge them out like here or there. So it just kind of depended. I I guess I would have had it um, – I probably would have gave Cruz three rounds. So a four-round four victory, I guess, is four-point four swing is what I was thinking. Um. But I guess you you know you missing the first three rounds you kind of expected them the 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 cards to be a little bit wider. I I say I I thought Serrano again I I thought she took five to ten so that's a whole back half of the fight so I I just didn't know how how Cruz actually looked in the first you know four rounds to for people to be like ah oh, this is an outrage that there's ninety eight ninety twos and. Um, 97, 93s. Gotcha. But it was also, listen, like, I, I, you know, I, I think Taylor wins more convincingly this time in the really? rematch. Yeah, I do. I don't, I, I feel like. I just think she's, she's going to be older. That's all. Yeah, well, they're, I mean, they're both going to be older. Um, uh, yeah, I, I know. And I think. I feel hey, like, Taylor's I feel older, like, <laughs> but this is my, and I always, um, um, What do I want to say? This is where this is what because I I, do you call her was she? I mean she was the underdog in the first fight. This is where I thought I thought Serrano fought about as perfect as she could against Taylor in the first fight. Maybe she could have stepped on the gas a little bit more in the last three rounds, but maybe she just didn't have it in her. Right? Um, I think that Taylor has more adjustments to make than Serrano does. Does that make sense? I mean, yeah, that's typically what yeah. I say when you see the underdog um, come out. It's like you know, like I, you know, Charlo Castano will always be the ultimate for me. Where it's like, yeah, Castano has zero shot at winning the second fight. Like he literally fought a perfect fight and got the draw. Like yeah. Charlo, there's just so much more he can do. Like I think Taylor has more room for adjustments. So I think she'll, and I think she'll make those. And I don't think you'll see a firefight the way we did the first one. I think she'll be much more. Um, there was a fire fight. <laughs> Much more defensively, Sam. Um, all right. So before we move on from boxing, let's talk about everybody's favorite YouTube or Instagram model slash boxer to talk about. Mr. Ryan Garcia and Mr. Tank Davis. This thing was supposedly signed, sealed, delivered about five different times. Now there's a holdup. What do you think, Drew? What are you thinking about this? 
first off, a rematch clause in a non-title fight. It is idiotic. So, and especially a fight like this where, all right, if wh- how many pay-per-views do you think this fight's really going to do? Mm, 250,000. Can you hear me? 250,000. Really? That's all you think it's going to do? Uh, 400,000? I don't know. It's not good. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to be like, it's not going to be like a million or anything. 800. I don't think it. What do you think? I well, I guess it depends who reports it, whether it's Glazer or who else. Um, I, th- I think, I think, I think four hundred thousand between four hundred and six hundred thousand is as high as it gets. I don't think it'll do a million anymore, um, because I do think the illegal streaming is more prevalent than we really make it out to be for a lot of this stuff. Um, yeah, I, I, I think between four hundred and six hundred thousand pay per view buys. But I think, you know, I think it'll be a hot ticket. Now, see, I think there'll be plenty of revenue in the ticket sales and everything that's going on in Vegas when it happens, because I do think plenty of people. How many pay per view buys does like the Paul Brothers get? I have no idea. You can give it a kick Google uh, you can give it a quick Google while I, while I keep going if you want. Um go for it. But that's like my that's my expectation, but like so like when you have when you have a money fight with these two guys, unless somebody gets completely cold cocked in like the third round and like you know Davis or Garcia are just completely overwhelming and embarrassing the other guy, what like a rematch would just be natural for both parties to for 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 financially like this isn't like it, this isn't like a Lopez Lomachenko thing where. Lopez, like this is what's gonna make him now. He's not gonna risk a rematch because that goes that that go you know, his ace in the hole goes away. Like Ryan Garcia is already a popular like Ryan Garcia is already like he might not be box office in the boxing world like Tank is, but like he's already like a star guy. Again, like I go back to the NFL had him in their opening day commercial. <laughs> like before the NFL game, 42 million people watched the first game of the season and they had Ryan Garcia in their commercial. Like people know who he is. He's doing, you know, commercials with Damian Lillard and, you know, he's popular with the NBA guys. Like, I don't think that if he were to beat tank, he would say to himself, no, I'm not going to, no, no, no rematch, no second fight. Cause if he loses, it would take, it would take lust. You know what I mean? Like he, he wouldn't be able to come back from that. Like that wouldn't be his thing. Makes sense, like so. I think having the rematch clause in general is stupid, um, but yeah, I, for I do too. but for the in a non-title fight, in a title fight, it makes total sense. Uh, All right, you ready for these pay-per-view? Yeah, buys? what's what do the Paul brothers do? The first one had both Paul brothers and KSI. That was seven hundred thousand buys. Okay. Um. Then Jake Paul. Oh, there's some nobody. They never released it. Jake Paul versus Nate Robinson. One point two million pay-per-view buys. Oh, but that was yeah, but that was Roy Jones and Mike Tyson. What are his headlines? Okay, um, Jake Paul versus Ben Askren. One point five million pay per view. Jesus! Buys. Oh my God! Twelfth largest <laughs> in boxing history. Oh my God! Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley, the first one, five hundred thousand pay per view buys. Okay. Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley, the second one was only sixty five thousand pay per view buys. And that was a late fill in, so I, I get yeah. it. Yeah. So. Say like Jake Paul's like. What was Paul? What was what was Jake Paul um, versus the MMA guy? Was it Silver? Uh, Anderson Silva? Oh, Logan Paul? No, that was Jake. Jake Paul fought Anderson Silva. He no, he fought Ben Askren. I thought. 
No, Jake Jake Paul, Paul. His last his last fight was against Anderson Silva. Jake Paul. Anderson Silva pay per view buys. Two hundred to three hundred thousand pay-per-views. Okay, gotcha. Uh, that's, so uh, that's, I, I, I was gonna I, say that that totally sounds like a Showtime uh, report. I I don't I don't think Tank Garcia does double that. How crazy is it that that Roy Jones and Mike Tyson did one point two million <laughs> pay-per-view buys, dude? I bought it. I so did I. <laughs> that's insane. Um, yeah, that's wild. Uh. Yeah. So, but anyway, there's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot of money outside the pay per view stuff for them to make. So, like, just to have a rematch would just be natural anyway. The, but the whole the whole thing that is reported to be the holdup. And again, none of us are none of us have access to the contracts. All these people that think like they're in the know and they're that they're PPC into like, unless you can show me you have access to this contract to see what the issue is. Like, I, I don't care what your opinion is on the matter. But from what people that are in boxing are saying, it's the fact that. The expectation was that Golden Boy, like Garcia, Golden Boy, anything that Tank wanted from the A side perspective for this first fight, they gave them. Even I think the revenue, whatever the revenue is for the second fight, they gave them. The expectation was that Showtime was going to be the lead promoter for the first fight. The expectation was that if there is a rematch, and only Tank Davis has the rematch clause. So if Garcia loses, he doesn't get a rematch, which is fine. Um, but if Garcia wins. Uh, the expectation was that Pony or Pony Boy, Golden Boy, and DeZone were going to be the lead promoter for the second fight. When they got the official contract, apparently Showtime had changed it to where they get both fights, and that's apparently where it's a you know it's non negotiable for them because they've invested tons of money in Garcia. It's only fair that everything else they're getting. Why would they get to? Why would they get to promote this? Why would they get to be the lead promoter of the second fight if Garcia beats him? So, and that's just that's absolutely just asinine. Like if that's why we're not getting the fight, then to me, you know, I, to me, there's another reason why they don't want they they want this fight to get pushed out and held up and not happen in April because that's just that's ridiculous. Like what what are we doing? We're, we're especially if you think like let's be honest, like most people think Tank's gonna win. We're we're saying it's ridiculous for tank side, right? Like I I don't think yeah oh for yeah for sure it's absolutely ridiculous like yeah and, I, don't think, and I, I don't think it's ridiculous of of Garcia to want, I don't either no I uh, I I, I don't either to want that second fight if if they win a hundred percent hundred percent and this is just so dumb too because one like Tank's gonna sleep this fool anyway so it's like we're not gonna to me that's why this sounds like fishy that I don't know if they're trying to buy time to push like they want these negotiations to get pushbacks so that they actually hey push the fight to June I don't know if it's Davis's. You know his his trial is coming up. I think next week. I I don't I don't know. It just it seems so weird that we're even worrying about that, or that Showtime would even be worried about that. Cons- again, considering the fact, I think most people think Davis is going to beat him. So, um, we'll see what happens. And now and then you have these clowns uh, on the on Twitter. You know the PBC guy. And this is where this is where like the PBC and the Haymanites get their bad names. So they're trying to defend PBC and Tank. Like, they're one trying to talk about how Cambosis was the A-side in both fights against Haney. Well, no, like, Haney got more pay the second fight. Two, it was in Australia twice because, like, the top rank was the was the promoter for all, the, they, they signed a three-fight deal with top rank. 
Cambosis. Cambosis was supposed to fight Loma. Like Haney stepped into Loma's deal, like he said he was going to do. He would take Loma's deal when Loma was out. Even before Loma was out, he was screaming he would take whatever the hell Loma was taking. But the zone was never going to risk losing the money they were going to lose on um on the overseas pay per view stuff that they they weren't going to get a, a cut of. So like it, it, they gave Cam, Top Rank gave Cam, Cambosis a three fight deal. Lomachenko's with top rank. Lomachenko did not give a shit about any money, anything. He wanted to fight for all four belts. He said, do whatever he wants. And that's it's it's just completely different. And like Cambosa's got a rematch call. He's he's it's a champ he's a champion. It's a championship fight. Yeah, like, exactly. Obviously he's getting a he's getting the rematch call. It, it just it's not a, it's apples and oranges. This is over who's going to promote the second fight. This isn't if this isn't should Tank or Ryan get the rematch clause. Who should get the money? Like that's just how people are stupid. And people that like uh, Twitter can just be so dumb sometimes, man. Like. Yep. It, it, it's just you can poke ever it's and, like, and then it's the uh and then they're like well canelo gets rematch clauses whatever it's like dude this it, this isn't the same thing canelo like, has real belts and canelo and bivol are both with the like these guys are with the same promoter it's it's who's running the again assuming that's correct and it's about who's running the promotion which that's what everybody's saying at this point it's just so dumb like if we don't get this fight in April now, like and it was, people that are close to Garcia and Davis seem to think this is still going to get done. I know Kenobio t- tweeted out that uh, it's going to happen April fifteenth. You know, I know he's close with um, Ryan Garcia. You know, with Ryan Garcia. I-, I hope so, man. But I mean, that fight still isn't done. Uh, Spence, you know, for a ma- it's weird that for a-, a fight that was mandated by WBC, like. That fight still is, or Spence, uh, Spence Thurman, Thurman one, yeah. that still isn't done. Like, are, are these fights insane, fight, like, man? It's insane. This, I, th- I mean, yeah, listen, and, and listen, like, Top Rank's got stuff they got to get done. They still, Loma Haney still isn't done. Usyk Fury still isn't done. So, like, there's other fights that aren't done, but, like, Spence, you know, like, Spence Thurman, like, that's the same promoter, and they've been angling that forever. Um, so I don't really understand what's, what's going on there. No. Uh, and now there's this thing, so we'll, you know, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Let's move on from boxing. Are you ready to move on from boxing? Yeah. Yeah. There's, I, it's just, I can't believe the fights that are just dragging. Um, but let's move to another just wonderful topic to discuss. Lord. Absolutely delightful. Mr. Kyrie Irving. Uh, <sighs> finally... Gets back on the court. Finally, looking like his old self. Finally, the Nets have some momentum. And he demands a trade. And he gets traded within a week to Dallas, who gave up, you know, a, a warm six-pack uh, to get him. Um, You want to start off on this one? Yeah, so, I mean, the whole – the, the the what apparently what drove Kyrie's uh, trade request was that the him him and the Nets they've been trying to work on an extension. Uh, the Nets obviously don't want to overcommit to him, which you know why would you at this point? Because he is whether you want to call him unreliable, you know you know he's this is you know he's now moved on to another team and another franchise but at the end of the day they were trying to line up his contract with Kevin Durant which makes sense like you want you, you don't you don't want they don't want to tie tie themselves to that wagon past KD um and apparently in the third year two years were guaranteed and the third year there was a bunch of different escalators he had to hit to get that 
One of which, and I think Jay will. I, I think Jay will was being a little ridiculous. I don't think his entire guaranteed salary was based on whether the Nets win a championship over his tenure there for that third year. I, 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 he kept the way he kept saying that is what it made it seem like he doesn't get paid at all if they don't win a title. That there's zero chance. I think that that makes any sense. You're, nobody's paying playing for free. I'm sure that was a different tranche to get paid. Um, and Irving just he, you know, he he was he felt insulted and just felt like he wasn't going to they were they they weren't being they weren't reciprocating his commitment to them and he requested the trade basically in my opinion like Kyrie basically thinks so to me Kyrie basically thinks because he was a good soldier for 2 months and has been a good a good on the court locker room guy since Durant got hurt that that makes up for everything else and all of his other instability and the fact that he's only played 40 he's either play only played or missed 40% of his games with the nets since he signed that contract and he thinks 2 months it should have been enough for them to just say yeah you know what here's 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 4 years you know 250 million dollars go ahead absolutely absurd uh you know I, that i i don't blame the nets um one bit from saying, okay, we'll, we'll get you out of here because basically you could see that guy completely blowing up their season and not even playing after if they didn't move him by the trade deadline. Because that's where we are now, where the guy can say, trade me or I'm, I'm done for the season, which, sure, okay. Um, I He's just something else. Uh, you know, whether – and whether you want to – yeah, because yeah, you know, when you when you for people that are talking and defending him, there's the well, you know, he's not. It's not that he's on, you know, the the vaccine, the the two weeks he took off after after uh, a, a police attack. Like these are real world events. Like you can't you can't hold that against. Like you you can talk about whatever you want to talk about with him. The fact is, he's not there. He's not there for the team. <laughs> like he's he's His teammates unavail- have to keep playing yeah like yeah like, he's what what he's, if they all just decided not to show yeah up? like like he's unavailable so that's all that really matters and the first season and the, the to me the biggest thing that people don't talk enough about is the first year he was there when durant was going to be missed the whole season because of the achilles he gets hurt like i think he got hurt 15 games in maybe maybe he played a little more but he could have a hundred percent come back after the all-star break and 100 percent could have played with the Nets in the bubble and he just chose not to because his his mindset if you from you know again a lot of this is from insiders his mindset was uh well I I signed up to play with KD so I'm not doing this like like that alone is like bro like what's like do you want to play basketball or what like why like why should that like why should why would that should the Nets trust you and commit long term to you it makes makes no sense um yeah so you know he apparently he wanted he wanted to go to the Lakers. Uh, the Lakers, you know, obviously the Lakers wanted him, um, but they don't have the assets. That's the bottom line. The only assets they have are two first round picks in twenty seven and twenty nine, and the Russell Westbrook massive expiring forty seven million dollar contract. That's all they have. So any team that gives them more, you know, like. That's it. Like you, you only have what you have in your war chest. Like when you trade everything away for Davis and Westbrook, like you just got to deal with it. Um, and the late, apparently the Nets. Another. Uh, I, I was going to say, wait a minute. Is there isn't there a report out there though that the Lakers offered those first? Yeah, 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 no, yeah. Oh, they told they were they and were the Nets were they like were, we would rather not give Kyrie what he wants. We're going to send him to Dallas for 
less than those two first round picks. Yeah, they were more they were more than willing to give that up for Kyrie. Um, other teams had you know had more assets to give up, and yeah, and that was Joe Sy basically was like. Um, yeah, Joe Sai. If, if again, this is just rumor and innuendo, but it's thought of that Joe Sai uh, basically said one of his objectives was, yeah, don't give him what he wants, so he's not going to the Lakers. Which it's funny how Kyrie in his press conference today was like, what could have been, what should have been, as if as if it's his right to now go to the Lakers because that's where he wants to go. Like that's, and then we'll get into this talk about why people, why the NBA doesn't do better for viewing wise. But that's like, like what a what a what a crock of shit. Like oh, what should have been. Yeah, like they should just they should. You've completely been unavailable to this team in every. And this is the problem with Kyrie, that in every. And I know I'm rambling now, but every every opportunity he's had. You ramble, bro. You're you're killing it. You go. Every opportunity that he's had, or yeah, when it's when he's been presented with having to prioritize himself, his teammates, or the organization, every time he has picked himself. He has prioritized single time. He has prioritized Just himself. Just like this podcast. Every time Drew has an opportunity to pick me or the listeners or himself, guess who he picks? Every single time. I, 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 you know, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's <laughs> just, just complete. <laughs> it, we, so- we, we, we actually bend over people. What people don't even realize, we actually bend over backwards for each other a lot to, yeah, to we do to, um, to get this done every week, but. Anyway. Yeah, it's 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 just ridiculous, man. Um, I I don't know, but yeah, but that's what he does. Like he he just completely. Um, yeah, he just picks himself, and it's just annoying because it's like I hate how he makes himself out to be the. Vi- that's where and that's where he goes wrong, where he tries to go over the top to make himself seem to be the victim, like he's being victimized. Like even today, he's like, "Yeah, I mean, no, no, drives me nuts. Nobody, nobody talks about my hard work. They just talk about this other side. It's like, bro, you're not like, <sighs> oh my god, man. Um, but yeah, so anyway, so apparently the Lakers, that was the Lakers' offer. The Nets and the net, you know, and then the Nets apparently wanted even more from them to get him. Um, Dallas was in. The Clippers at least made a phone call, offered Canard, uh, Terrence Mann, and some some picks. Uh, Phoenix, Phoenix, I thought should be calling. Um, that was the first team I said should call. I remember I I printed out the standings and uh, for my buddies that are Nets fans, I crossed out every every team that's not that, that there's a hundred hundred percent chance they can't be in play, and the five teams that actually could be in play. Um, I thought the Suns should have if they could have made it work tried to do a Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton swap for Irving and Simmons, but you can't trade. There's this stupid thing about max, yeah. the max contract extensions. We talked, we talked about it at the time with, yeah. with Simmons because we were like, the Nets can't even trade him now if they wanted to because yeah. of that, whatever that back-to-back trade rule is. Yeah, and so because Booker's on the team. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter anyway because – Ben Simmons is uh, just the most one of the most untradeable assets in the. He's more untradeable than Kyrie, which is awesome. Um, I so apparently they offered Paul because I thought that would have been perfect because like to me the Suns they they have to stop they got to stop trying to count on Chris Paul to be healthy in the postseason like that that I think that that dream's done and they they don't like Aiton obviously like there's just you know because they didn't they didn't think he was a, a max player which he's not. Um, now you you would you know what I mean? You would have been able to at least try to see if Irving and Booker might work, and maybe somebody can rectify uh, Ben Simmons. Like it's just basically going to be team to team to see who can actually like 
rectify this guy's career. <laughs> so I thought that would be nice. But apparently they offered Paul Crowder and something else. And yeah, the Nets were like, yeah, see you later. Um, and then the Mavs. So the Mavs and then the Mavs offered Finney Smith, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, and a first round, an unprotected first round pick and a couple of seconds. And that's the trade that they went with. So um for the Mavs, I mean, I like I like it for the Mavs for the pure reason that I've been I yeah I no longer have this running joke at least till the end of the season. I just you know having to watch uh like having to watch Luca just consistently play with Kirkland brand players, it's just so annoying. Like yeah. I just want to get him at least one All Star esque type teammate, um, and I mean he gets it now, so. We'll see what they can do. I mean, they give up some debt. Fiddy Smith's been in and out this year, so like, I, I don't know. I he he wouldn't be a deal breaker for me, and I'm not as um, I'm not as worried about the Dinwiddie stuff or the picks later down. You know, so we'll say that the biggest thing will be how do they how do they mesh offensively, and do they play well enough to where Kyrie actually signs an extension, or does he look to somehow get to the Lakers in the in the summer? Hmm. So, and that's from their, from, from the Nets perspective, um, what, what is, what happens with KD now? Well, that's what I was, that's what I was going to say. You have to think that Durant, maybe, maybe they just didn't talk to him. Maybe, and maybe they're just playing hardball. The other reason why I like Josiah, like, you know, Durant requested a trade. He's got four years left and he said, no, <laughs> It's like no, we we are, you're under contract for four years. I'm not trading you, um, but to 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 go for to not take Russ's expiring and first or other expirings and just first round picks, and to actually want role players left that you can put into your lineup around KD kind of signals to me that like he hasn't waved the waved the flag yet to them to be like yeah like I want out. As the Nets, the Nets have a good roster, like the Simmons thing sucks. But listen, Seth Curry, still really good. Nick Claxton probably should be Defensive Player of the Year. And because he's Nick Claxton and isn't an all-star, he's not getting the the talk that these other guys like Bam and um, – what do you call it? That Bam's getting I, – I can't believe who the other – I forget who the other two – oh, like Jaron Jackson Jr. at Memphis. Like it's you – know, Nick Claxton is probably the best defender in the NBA right now. It's insane. Um, you know – they got Cam Thomas is, is he, he's the youngest player to ever get three straight back to back 40 point games. It's insane. So he's on fire. Um, I, I like, I like the roster and I like adding Dinwiddie. I like act. I like adding Finney Smith. They've been calling Toronto to see if they, what, what would it take to get Siakam or OG Ananobi? Um, so I, I we'll see what can't, maybe. can't wait for the Knicks to, bl- to blow their load on OG Ananobi. <laughs> Like I, I don't see KD, I don't see KD request. I don't see them moving KD by the deadline on Thursday, but I wouldn't be shocked if, um, if they did move him this summer if they have a first round playoff exit and they don't have any other way to get better. I they could be a Bradley Beal destination now because I think they, I think they could trade three first round picks. I think they have some young pieces like. With, with Cam Thomas, Nick Claxton, and throw. now, like whether or not you think Beal's worth all that is another debate. But you know, now at least you have the artil- the artillery to go get another guy in the offseason that maybe another team wants to unload. But Joe Sy is not afraid to spend the money. Um, 
So we'll see what happens there. I, I like I, said, I, I I like it for both teams, especially I mean, the Nets. What were they going to do? <laughs> they had to get rid of them. And you know, I think to, to keep the team competitive uh, and in contention this year, if Durant comes back and is playing at the level he was playing at before he got hurt, I, you know, I, I would much prefer, rather prefer that package than a Russell Westbrook expiring and two first that I'm not going to see for, for five years. And that makes no sense to me. All I know is that there is nothing better than NBA fans. Just, just, <laughs> well, now, well, and now, well, now the conversation back into like six different <laughs> trades. Well, now the conversations now it's like, Oh, like the, the Lakers will now turn their attention to Damian Lillard. Like you have nothing to get. Like if, if Rudy, if, if, Right, like Rudy Gobert, How? Rudy Gobert cost five first round picks. Like you think you're getting Dame for two, two, two firsts, and and Russ's expi- like people are just stupid. It's like, and then they're gonna yell at Rob Polenka and GD Buzz because they didn't go get Dame Lillard. You don't have what it takes to go get him unless you're moving Davis. Like that's it. Unless you're moving Anthony Davis along with the unprotected first, then maybe you'd have a shot to get Damian Lillard. But you're not getting him. For that, like little of a return, like because even if, if if the Knicks instead of going for Ananobi went for Damian Dame, Miller? yeah, like it's just like so many teams have such a bigger war chest than than the Lakers, like, and that's the problem. Like when you blow your load on these guys, that's why I think it's you know people think it's it's a crazy notion to keep Westbrook to the end of the year and stand pat. That's exactly what they should do, like. Forty-seven millions coming off your off your payroll. You have those two first round picks. If like to trade to, to trade his expiring contract, because the, the 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 deal that seems like it might actually happen is Mike Connolly, Beasley, right. and Vanderbilt for Russ and the two firsts. I, I don't know what those three contract situations are, but I don't think they're expiring this year, like in the summer. So didn't Conley just re up like one or two years ago? Yeah, he did, and then he fell off. He fell off the <laughs> off the play. He got old really fast. Yeah. Um, but like, if they're not coming off the books, how are you signing? How like now you're out of the Kyrie sweepstakes? Like, unless you then have to, unless you then think you can trade those guys in the summer. But then you again, then you're like, then you're you're in the same place where you have to attach draft capital for people to take your bad contracts. So like, if it were me, Conley has one more year left after this. After this year, so he's not an expiring. Yeah, so like, unless Parti- you think you, partially guaranteed, it's so unless you think you can move him in the summer. Unless you and Vanderbilt, I know Vanderbilt and yeah, but like, at that point you already gave up your two firsts. Yeah, and you shouldn't be taking salary. That's what I'm saying. And like to take salary back and to give up those two firsts, you're just you're completely fucked because now you have no assets to move. You have no assets to move to get a guy like a situation. If another situation came up to where Kyrie was unhappy and requested a trade, you're out of every one of those conversations. You're out of salary cap. You're out of picks. You're out of everything. Yeah. And, and like so, I would I I would say Pat. Listen, Pat, to the end of the year. And at the end of the day, because this this is this is the quandary I have with the LeBron fans, all this stuff. If you're telling me LeBron James hasn't hasn't aged a day, and he's playing prime LeBron, he's, he's MVP prime LeBron, then a healthy LeBron and Anthony Davis should be able to compete in the playoffs this year and get past the play in in the Western Conference, like. If you're telling me those, and if, if okay, again, if Davis is healthy, that's 100%. Those two guys alone should be able to do. I don't want to hear about their supporting cast, this, this, and this, and this. I, I don't care. Tra- those two if guys. You trade away those picks and you 
soak up your salary cap. Now you are outmanned and outgunned. <laughs> I, I'd have to think hard about in the history of the NBA to a team that had two top, one healthy, two top five, top ten players in the league. And I always, or people will say Davis, oh, Davis, top five, top ten. He absolutely is. Like, go look at his numbers. There's there's no debating. When Anthony Davis is healthy. Well, to start a, the year, remember they were saying how he was outpacing Jokic's He's oh he yeah he's when he's played when he, when he's played this when he's played this year he he's been the best player in the Lakers when he's played this year that's not even debatable go look at the numbers it's not and he's the only guy on the team that plays that can play defense he he is he, like, it's insane like how how some of these people Wait, act you and mean they just this guy players. Austin Reeves doesn't play defense I love Austin Reeves he's great um but yeah like that's the whole thing like if you have those two healthy. Don't tell me like it's not enough for those guys to win a playoff round against inexperienced teams. I I just don't want to hear it. Like you can't tell me it's prime LeBron and a healthy Davis, and that's the oh everyone else is trash. The rest of the supporting cast is not that bad. They can't do that. The reason why they are where they are right now is because Davis has missed twenty plus games. LeBron's missed thirteen games. Uh, Thomas Bryant and Schroeder got hurt in the preseason. They missed the first like thirty games of the season. Like the team hasn't been healthy. Like the the pieces they have there are they are they a favorite, a contender to win the title? No. But like why is that why is why is that what it has to be? And that's where Bruce hour, hour forty five, no problem. Oh my god, we're going three hours tonight. That that's that's no, where I was Chris just continuing <laughs> to quote the other guys. I know. But that's that's where Chris Broussard made the comment that we, you know, no other player do we talk to, we, do we scream and holler about getting help like we do with LeBron, where it's like, you know, oh, it's his guy given right to have a ready-made contender. It's like, like, why does it, why does it have to be a champ, man, this team can, like, this team is a favorite to win a championship. Like, why can't they just have a good team that has a shot in the playoffs? And if they get lucky, they could get to the Western Conference Finals, and then who knows what happens. Like that's I I think I do believe I I thought the Lakers coming into the season were going to be in the top six in the West. I still think they're going to get to the top six in the West if they can stay healthy. I truly believe that. So um, that's all that's all we'll do with the trades and whatever. I I have no idea what trades might happen Thursday, so it would have been fun to do that with Tori. I just I have no clue. Like the the price of some of these guys is so insane. I, I have no idea. Like OG Ananobi for three for first three four first round picks is ridiculous. The Bulls want two first round picks for Alex Caruso. Like they want two first round picks for Caruso. They're not budging. That's, that's just insane. Yeah, like and like the Jazz. The Jazz have a ton of players to unload if they want to. You know, basically give up on the season and get into the get sick for Vic sweepstakes. They're asking prices insane. Like everybody's got these crazy asking prices now. So like I have no clue if anyone gets moved. I don't think any. I don't think any star player gets moved except for if there's like this like midnight deal. Well, you know, three, three Oh eight deal for Durant. And they're just working. They're just working incredibly secretive right now and not talking about actually trading him. Um, so I think you might see a couple, a couple fringe, a couple pieces around the edges get moved, but nobody that big. Um, the other thing in the NBA before we talk about LeBron, because you know he could pass Kareem tonight. Curry gets hurt, collides knees. He's out a month, maybe more. Your your brother shared this article with us about how Curry Curry actually had an interview where he said, you know, we you know the players want to play every night. A lot of time it's the teams they have with the sports science and the trainers. They have scheduled rest days that you know based on the math and everything. It says like this is when you need to rest so your body's peak this and this. Kevin, Dur- Kevin Durant and Curry, this is now two, three years in a row where they both have gotten hurt 
by guys just banging into their knees. Like, it, when you're playing, like, that's why, like, listen, the schedule rest, like, all that shit's fine. When you're playing a contact sport, you're always at risk of getting injured. Like, if some, not, you can do scheduled rest days, you can do every, you can do whatever you want to do. You can eat the Tom Brady avocado wasabi ice cream. If a, if, if, if a 250 pound man falls into your knee, you're getting hurt. Like, that's where, like, the missing game stuff and this stuff is just kind of silly to me because it's like, it, like, if you're going to get hurt, you're going to get hurt. Like, doing all that stuff, like, I don't, I don't really think you're really preventing much. That's, that's just my opinion. All you're doing is... Yeah. And, and here, here's the thing that annoyed me about that. He, he said, Curry said, oh, the, the thing that they really don't know is that, you know, it's not like I'm asking to sit out. It's, I'm ready to go, and the training staff is saying, oh, no, there's science behind this. You need to sit out. And I'm like, if you are healthy and you want to play and they're not letting you play, then... That's a that's a, just a problem. Like you're that's yeah. that's idiotic. Like give me a freaking break. Can you imagine somebody telling Larry Bird, "Hey, Larry, I I I know you I know that you know you're okay or maybe maybe your ankle's a little bit tweaked, but you know that we got this data that says you, you should be sitting. Like what what he he might actually punch you in the throat. Like <laughs> Like, ima- ima- imagine, like, imagine someone like, telling LeBron. Yeah. You're going to tell Larry Bird to sit? Like, yeah. what? Or someone telling uh, LeBron tonight that he's like, got to sit? Uh, dead. Ridiculous. Yeah. This is just insane. Yeah. I, whatever. Like, I, it's, to me, I, like, that's fine. You can do all this stuff. We can talk about whose fault it is. Like, I, I, I think it's similar to boxing. Like, guys are overtraining and not overplaying. Like, I think, I, I, I think. The more you play, the more your body just adapts to the conditions. But that's you know that's that's just me. Um, it, and the bottom that, line that's of called actual conditioning. It's called game. Like we used to call it game shape. Yeah. <laughs> and at the end, yeah. And at the end of the day, the only um, the only the the biggest takeaway from that is it sucks because Steph Curry now is going to be out probably a month and a half with torn ligaments and stuff in his knee. If not if not the remainder of the regular season, because I think they're very much downplaying the severity of his injury. So. Um. Okay, man. Whew, it was like forty minutes on basketball, but some good stuff with the trade deadline. Uh, uh, LeBron, I think I don't, uh, they should have a ticker here. Oh, they do. It's they at do. the top. It's at the top <laughs> of the screen. I didn't even look up there. Um. So he's twenty-eight points away. We're in the second quarter here of the Laker game. He's twenty-eight points away. Yeah. From uh. From breaking, from breaking the, record. the record. We yeah. probably we we probably won't be on the podcast when he does it. Um. You know, incredible accomplishment. Uh. It's gonna be yeah. You know, it's gonna be great. I I do think at twenty seven, yeah, twenty eight. I don't think he's going to fight. It looks like he's pressing a little bit tonight. Um, I I think as the game goes on, I don't think he will do that because this this is a must win game for the Lakers because OKC is a half game ahead of them in the standings. So like they can't dick around and like be trying to get him the record tonight. So I I I think it, I think if it comes naturally, he'll go for it. If not, they're home Thursday against the Bucks anyway. Um, so he'll he'll do it. He's going to do it at home. Regardless, uh, but yeah, you know, awesome accomplishment uh, for LeBron. Absolutely, you know, just another cap off to an absolutely awesome, awesome career for him. Um, now I'll be curious to see. I mean, anytime you players like this, you know, you see somebody break like an all-time career mark. It's just, it's a hat tip to longevity. I mean, 
if he's averaged pretty much the same numbers like almost every year of his yeah. career. Like it's pretty incredible. And he's he's friggin' he came in the league at what, age 19, 18, he's age 38 and he's still averaging the same thing, which part of that is, you know, the NBA's more inflated than when he He's played basically across two or three different generations of the league yeah. and just put up the same numbers for the whole time. I mean, it's it's pretty wild. Um, but did you want to ask a question about viewer? Like, how many? Yeah, I was curious. Are- I, I didn't know because if we're how much we would touch on the Super Bowl. But why do you think? Uh, so the Super Bowl is probably going to have at least 40 something million people watching, you think, right? At a minimum. On Sunday, uh, I think it's more than that. Yeah, but I'm saying, I, I think at minimum you'd have 40 million, right? I think it's double or triple that. Oh, really? Oh, god. Um, yeah. Well, maybe, maybe it's in my head because I think, I think, I think the Niners, um, I think Niners Cowboys had like 42 million people. But anyway, like, why do you think the NBA, like, you know, an average NBA regular season game gets 1.4 the, the million? The Rams and Bengals was 99 million people. Jesus. Um, like I get that the I get a, I get I get going through the grind of an 82 game regular season. Like you're not going to tune in every night. Like you know this and that. Like the fan bases. But why do you think it is that like for the NBA fi- game one of the NBA finals, teams are out. Like if you're an, if you're a fan of the game, you're going to watch, right? Why do you think that those fans don't gravitate to watch, um, to watch the NBA that are watching the NFL? The same number, yeah. Like, why do you why do you think it? Because and it's and it's grossly right. Because if I think the NBA Finals average, I I still th- I I don't think they don't I don't even think the NBA Finals tops ten million dollars or ten million viewers for a game. So why is it that a hundred million people are tuning in to the Super Bowl, but the NBA Finals is getting like six million viewers for a game? Like, uh, why is the gap that large that sports fans aren't watching both? Uh, NBA Finals viewership, 20, uh, 12 million viewers. So, was that last year? Um, yes, the 2022 NBA Finals. All right, so 12 million. So so we have a gap of 92 <laughs> or 90 88 million. million. Just yeah. depending on the year. Yeah. Um, I, I think that a couple things. One, it's one game. So... Like you can't have like like what are you, like there's a whole culture around Super Bowl parties, right? Where like you got moms who don't even know what teams are in it, but they know that they need to make the casserole or the or the chicken wings or whatever, and they know that that's what you know they need to do for the Super Bowl party because people like Super Bowl party has become its own culture. Also, Super Bowl betting has become its own culture. So, again, the the office lady who doesn't know one player on either team, but oh, I did five bucks for the square. Oh, who's play? You know, I got numbers three and seven. You know, and it's it's always office lady Betty that wins the squares who doesn't know anything about what's going on. And oh, I won. Oh, I went to bed after the first quarter. I love that commer- that Doritos commercial though. And you know the, the the commercials like that's another thing that people are, are into, um, including yours truly. But there's that. Um, it's one game. 
It's on a sun. You know, it's on a Sunday. Like it's 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 that day of the week. So a lot of that's built in. Also, I, football just is more. It's more in embedded in very like different regional cultures in the United States. So I kind of said this to you and Teddy earlier today, uh, like Florida, California, massive football centers, the South, enormous football centers. Yeah. Texas itself, they spend ungodly amounts of money on their their uh, high school football stadiums. Like you, you ready for these numbers? Yeah, give it to me. Thirty-nine million, forty-one point four million, forty-two point six million, forty-seven point three million, forty-eight million, forty-nine million, sixty million, seventy million, seventy point three, and eighty million. What do you What do you think those numbers represent? Uh, cost cost of I don't know. Just tell cost me of high, cost of high school football stadiums wow. in Texas. <laughs> the top ten wow. football stadiums in Texas, high school stadiums. It's just like, dude, people like football. Like, and so, yeah, you're. I, I I really when you we talked we were texting about it earlier today. I that's a great point with like. The Midwest, like all those, all those states, like it's funny when you get off, when you get off, um, I remember I, we went to, uh, my wife and I, we went to Tulsa for a Luke Bryan concert once we ran, I randomly applied, I randomly was submitting tickets for like a meet and greet. I had no idea what I was doing, but ended up uh, apl- or <laughs> entering a raffle for meet and greets in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We won, which was pretty nuts. <laughs> and we fly out there, we get off, we get off the airplane and the airport is just decked out with college football, like college football team, like paintings on all the walls. So that's actually a great point where I think like that is that half the the country. On the East Coast, we don't have an appreciation. We don't know. Like for just the saturation of football. And the culture, yeah. At every age level of every person. I mean, even in um, Big Bang Theory, even Sheldon knows football because he grew up in East Texas. East Texas, yeah, and I, great. That's a that's a great point. I mean, even when you when you look at the movie, that's what they're making fun of in those movies, the Varsity Blues. Um, you know, it's a point of um, what's the what's the one uh, with Billy Bob, Billy, Billy Bob Thornton, uh, Friday Night Lights. Yeah, like you just see like how much the football takes over like towns down there. So I, it that that makes sense for because I just for the life of me, I'm just like. Why is is it like do people just not like it like because the players move around so much now so you don't have because I think I think Jordan's last game I think his NBA Finals like that game game six against the Jazz I think they got thirty something million maybe you can fact check me on that but I thought they had like thirty something viewers um, I'm just like how is it now that we're only getting twelve million viewers for an NBA Finals game and in 1998 we had almost you know 35 million viewers for a game like what's happened that there's like that big of a gap um on lebron's last game i'm sure 29 million viewers for uh an astounding 30 oh, so it averaged 29 million and 35.89 million for was the peak for for the games the clinching game six 
Oh, so the um, so the ninety eight finals averaged twenty nine million. Yeah. What did the well, ninety seven finals average? Um, okay, hold on. A second. I'm not trying to make it about Michael Jordan, but that I just I know those numbers from the last dance. Uh, uh, yeah. So uh, thirty one million. So um, it's like uh, what's like I, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out like what's changed to where we've just lost. Was it just was it just Jordan that everyone just wanted to watch I, I Michael Jordan? It, it was um, just because he had a Muhammad Ali like quality, where he would he just commanded the attention of the whole world. I mean, yeah, that's fair. There's not there's not really other check than the '96 like, finals. Check the '96 finals. Uh, other than like like t- like Tiger Woods is like the only athlete. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ta- on the, well, on the we still have landscape. we still haven't had that. Uh... Had that that podcast we need to do, like Tiger Woods, I'd say is pretty much the only o- only athlete currently who would really command that type of. Nineteen ninety six, um, twenty four point eight. Okay, so yeah, so that was so it was going up over the years. Okay. Right, yeah, the, the the Rockets versus the Magic was twenty million viewers. The Rockets versus the Knicks was seventeen million viewers. So even like so even without Jordan, like that's the, twenty the seventeen. Bulls, the Bulls and the Suns were twenty seven million viewers. <sighs> Wild. Yeah, so it started to go down. Um, I'd say it went, the, so. Yeah, the, it went the, down. The, the real I... big the real big drop off was the Spurs versus the Nets, nine point eight million viewers. Oh God, yeah, but I know he gave a shit about that. Sp- oh no! I'm sorry. I was thinking. I'm thinking Pistons versus uh, Spurs. That was bad. That was. It was better than that. Twelve point five million. Hmm. And then Spurs versus LeBron in 07, 9 million. It never really, never really gone back. Uh, it started to get over twenty million for a little bit there. Golden State versus Cleveland. Those did over twenty million. Did they? Okay. And then it's uh, the bubble was seven million. That was an all time low. Um, the bubble had the worst viewership. People just that 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 was such a great time. Like people just didn't give a shit about sports, and it was like, yeah, I'm just gonna like go read a book and like do something else. Like it was, it was so much fun. But it was 1981 was the, was it was the worst rating since 1981. Here, quick quick check. Um, okay. The the bubble championship. Okay. Um, and it has. The Bucks and Suns was nine point nine, and then last year the Warriors versus Celtics was twelve point four. So, so a little bit of an uptick. So I'd be curious to see what we get. Uh, what we get this year? Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know why it's down, man. It's just like, I, 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 I don't know. Is I mean, as much as people don't want to talk about it, is it possibly like the wokeness that people just tune it out? I don't know. Like, I, I, I was thinking, but is like, it play? The I was NFL, trying to think. Of, I was trying to think of that. was it? Um, the NFL does that. Well, the one player who took a knee got promptly exited the league. So <laughs> maybe, maybe it is that stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I was trying to. I was trying to think of. Uh, I was trying to think if, if player movement has something to do it because you don't really. Like, how do you even build a fan? Like, think about the Nets now. Like, that you know, you, you get a whole fan base around these guys, and now it's complete. Two yeah, of them the demand. The NFL tra- has player movement too, but yeah, not, they do. So that's why it's weird. Lot, like, but not a lot of quarterbacks. But like, teams like stick like, with it. But like the yeah, like, quarterbacks just, pretty much stay with one team pretty much. Yeah, and you have the um, like you have. It's almost like it's like the college, right? Like, it, like if you went to North Carolina, like all the alumni are there. You still you have like this alumni field of the football teams. Like, 
if if Jalen Hurts, great example. If Jalen Hurts, every every kids, all everyone loves Jalen Hurts here in Philadelphia. If Jalen Hurts ended up moving to the to uh you know whoever the Patriots, say you know he went free agency whatever. Everybody would stay an Eagles fan. Nobody, nobody's now going to become a Patriots fan. Like every Eagle fan is still staying an Eagles fan. So, but like if you know, if when LeBron leaves the Lakers, you know, a good portion of people that are just watching LeBron that claim to be Laker fans now are they're not going to watch Laker games anymore. So I wonder. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting that like there's such a gap, and like why why is that? But any hoodles. Uh. What do we got? What's on deck now? What's on What's on deck now? Super uh, Bowl. Well, just, just what's you, What do we got? Sixteen. Bron sixteen away. LeBron is sixteen away. Um, halfway through the second. Um, well, just just as a comparison, the Pro Bowl, which is just garbage. This yeah. was the This was the lowest viewership since like what they say since oh six, six point two million. Oof. Um, which is, basically was basically was the viewership for the bubble. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, <coughs> the bubble was fifty percent more than that, but still, I mean, uh, the, like the twenty fourteen Pro Bowl was eleven million. It's been between six and eleven million the past like ten years, basically. Um, and it's the friggin' Pro Bowl, so I don't know. I I think it's just football in general. Like I said, for all all the reasons I mentioned previously. Okay. Um. I think that's about it. I I did just a quick mention. I did watch some of the Pro Bowl stuff. Yeah, I, I didn't. Think? I didn't hate it. I mean, I like I said, I'd rather see a real football game with the best players actually hitting each other and actually blitzing. But if you're not gonna let them blitz or hit each other, then like, yeah, just let them let them play. Now, I think I think there needs to be some revamp rules in the flag football. Um, like. A few, a few different rules changes, I think. But like, I think it's it was plenty entertaining. Like, I don't know. I thought it was fine. Um, but I don't want to spend any more time on that. Yeah, I, I don't know if they, I, and I didn't, I didn't watch it. But I gotta say, I, I loved watching the some of the clips that you and Teddy were sending of the old stuff, where like Favre, Peyton, uh like these like top quarterbacks were doing like the skills contest, like throwing the football. Like did they, did they do that? Do they still do that stuff? Um, kind of like what they did was they had like moving targets and they were worth different amounts of points. Okay. And like there was tar- like deep targets that, that were like suspended up in the air and you had to, if they could hit them, they were worth a certain amount of points. So like Derek Carr did very well in that. Um, there was one like tic tac toe. There was a tic tac toe board in the in the field goal posts, and between the punter, the kicker, and the long snapper, like it was AFC versus NFC trying to play tic tac toe, and yeah. each and each one of these like little games was worth a certain amount of points. Um, and I, quite honestly, I don't even know who ended up winning the points total or anything like that. But it was. It was interesting, like some some of that stuff. Some of it was stupid, like the like the balloon, the water balloon toss. But um, others, I thought were okay. So, and the NHL All Star, unfortunately, I didn't get to watch any. But I did send you that one angle of there 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 was something to do with a dunk tank, and it was in Florida, so they had surfboards set up and stuff. 
and there was Sidney Crosby just lighting up Twitter and social media on the overhead view of him sitting, waiting to be dunked in the dunk tank. And let's just say it was a very flattering view of, of his shorts. Oh, yeah? And, and there were a lot of, of people and women of all different backgrounds, ethnicities, uh, walks of life that were saying, everything Gary Bettman's done in the past 30 years, Gar- Drew, Gary Bettman is the commissioner of the NHL. Uh, everything Gary Bettman's done in the last 20 or 30 years is pales in comparison to this angle of Crosby and his shorts. So the ladies were impressed, let's just say that, of, of Crosby. And then he goes in the dunk tank and, you know, he's got a white T-shirt on, so he's just, like, ripped in underneath his white T-shirt. So the, the ladies <laughs> were, were liking Sidney Crosby in the dunk tank. Yeah. Uh, and not, not going to lie, so was I. But Nice. Anyway. Nice. Um, all right. I think that covers it, bruh. Other you than it, bra? the parlay. Yeah. Um, Going to do a Super Bowl parlay? Oh god. No. <laughs> we suck at football. We suck at everything now. We do. We're not even good. Should we should we punt? Yeah, let's just punt. Let's punt on the part. Let's let's take a breather. Take a take a take a pregnant pause here on the parlay. Seriously. Um All right. Do we have any before we get to beer two, do we have any memes of the week? Uh yeah, my my meme of the week goes to our, our good friend Kyrie Irving. The uh the classic oversaturated now um the Grim Reaper meme with the door the open doors for guys killing things. Yeah. So this this one's this one this one's got four doors, the Cavs, the Celtics, the Nets, the logos on the doors, the blood pulling out with Kyrie as the Grim Reaper now knocking on the Mavericks door. That is my that is my unequivocal meme of the week. Yeah, that was a good one. I thought Tori had sent us one. Oh, this one cracked me up. It's not It's not as good, but it did crack me up. It's Bilbo Baggins holding the ring, but instead of the ring, it's a butter knife. And it says, after all, why not? Why shouldn't I make another sandwich later? And they put the butter knife just on the edge of the sink so you can come <laughs> back and use it again. I, I'm sorry. I don't know why that I found that so funny, but I did. Tickled you? Did t- tickled me in my plums. Speaking, speaking of Tori, uh, if unless uh... – Unless there's a 35-point swing, the magic number is officially five. Um, I'm just pissed that you and Tori sold me a bill of goods on Anthony Edwards. He was MVP candidate, MVP. Yeah, he's not even close. If he yeah. was an MVP well, candidate, he's been, I mean, he's gonna—he he'll probably end up being a reserve for the All Star game because they're gonna snub. I bet you they snub the Amber Fox and give it to him. Um, I mean, I—I I still take offense to that because it's not I as as great as I thought he was going as 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 much of a leap as I thought he would take this year. And I, I do think he has—he's taken a good leap now and playing well. Um, you know, it's probably because you know they they haven't had the two bigs in there. Um, like. I just I'm still Florida. You guys were like one seed, and I'm like, you guys know, you guys realize that means like 50, 50 something wins, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. the Jazz were getting that, <laughs> and 
and Donovan Mitchell was nowhere near a, a, an MVP, and you're telling me Anthony Edwards is going to be the Jazz did it one time. The Jazz did it one time. Yeah, and they had, I know. They a, and they had a much better team. Like they had a better team, and they better than Cat and and MVP Anthony Edwards. A better all around. Um, you give yeah. me Rudy Gobert with Cat and an MVP Anthony Edwards. Yeah, I, I'm sold that they're the one seed. You sold me a bill of goods, sir. You sold me a bill of goods, and I am not happy. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty nuts. Um, I, I, and I will be expecting you to to send that send that wine to me as they lose their 33 game. I want that in my possession as soon as possible. End of, end of season. Uh, at once, once it, once they can't get 50, that gets shipped to my house. Whatever, whatever. Andy Hoodles. Um, was there any shout out got. to Hims? I didn't have one. No, I mean you got. Oh, 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 yeah, I did. Also, Kyrie Irving. Did you did you catch did you catch the 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 most comical part about this whole thing? Uh, no. Kyrie Irving gets two million dollars for getting traded because he had a two million dollar trade bonus. I don't. Uh, that, my mind is blown. How? How is that a thing? How? How? Yep. How? I don't. I don't understand. How is that real? It's a thing. If we trade, who pays it? The the team that the the Nets or the team that receives him? I think the Nets pay it. <laughs> what a what a kick in the dick! Are you serious? Yeah. I'm dead serious. Oh my god! Yeah. Good if so you he can was, get it. He, nice, nice if you can get it. Yeah. It's unreal. For a trade he requested. <laughs> no, not requested. You basically forced, as you yeah. explained earlier. Because if he doesn't, then he's just going to shut her down. Yeah. I, I mean, no wonder he requested. I'd, I'd request it too. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's so uh, it's amazing, dude. That's, Does that that's count against anybody's cap? Um, I don't think I don't think trade bonuses go against caps or not. It's just something that you have. <sighs> okay, fine. All right, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'll let's just park it. <laughs> All right, you ready? Yeah. Beer number two, or for you, Jack, number seven. Uh, it's not assume not positions. Working. My coccyx is still in a lot of pain. Three. Two, one. All right. After, next week, I'm going to switch up to, to something other than nugs. But for now, another nugget nectar. I'm almost through my second 15-pack in Love like, it. In Love like it. six weeks. That's a lot of beer for me. Keep drinking, baby. You uh, you still drinking, your gentleman? Yep. I'm sipping, sipping on it. Okay. Um. We knew we had a big beer one this week, so a little bit later, beer two. Uh, first, let's let's address the uh, the elephant in the room. Yellowstone. I hate to say I told you so, but I told you so. Perhaps. Maybe. Uh, possibly. They're saying the rumor is that that this might be done, and it might be just. See, it's hard to say because they're saying, is Kevin Costner going to be done or is the show going to be done? Yep. 
and and so that's that's a little unsure at the moment um that we it's they're not really telling us but here i have a, a, a cnn article here and like it, it was such a fever pitch that like paramount had to actually respond so paramount goes we have no news to report kevin costner is a big part of yellowstone and we hope that's the case for a long time to come Thanks to the brilliant mind of Taylor Sheridan, we are always working on franchise expansions of this incredible world he has built. Matthew McConaughey is a phenomenal talent with whom we'd love to partner. Because um, I guess they're saying, like, out goes Costner, in comes McConaughey. Um, and I guess Costner's big issue is that he's just just the... Uh, the filming schedule is just is just too much it's just and i told you drew that's two 70 year old dudes and uh, costner 68 but mm -hmm. it's it's just two 70 year old dudes that just the taylor sheridan's wearing out between him and um friggin uh stallone they're like i, I can't be doing this tv crap this is too much so now Costner on his fifth season, he's like, "This is how how much do I got to keep doing this?" Um, so I, I we'll see. We we sniffed it out. We said this is a really awkward break. You know, they didn't really it, it didn't feel like it was planned. The plot didn't feel like it was very planned in terms of where they stopped the 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 plot. Um, so we just kind of thought that something was amiss. I thought maybe it was a rewrite based on political or world events or something and you said that you thought maybe it was just going to be flat out done yeah like again like i always it's always weird when shows start doing like mid-season breaks when they never have before like I, like breaking bad did the mid-season break and that was it for uh their final their final season and it just seems so odd that they didn't announce it like there was no talk about it when season five started that they were going to have you know, eight episodes and then stop and then bring it back in the summer. So really, it just was really puzzling. And that was like a signal to me like, oh, maybe this is it. And they're going to they're going to end Yellowstone and they're just going to expand. Um, they're just going to try to expand the universe and they'll do maybe they'll do some more some more spinoffs. Like I didn't I didn't consider a, a Costner um, role in it just because I mean, let, let's be honest. I mean, Costner. I, I still can't believe he beat Bob Odenkirk out for, I forget if it was a Golden Globe or, I forget what he beat him for. Like, Co Costner's range is not huge in this. Yeah. <laughs> his 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 range is not huge in this show, nor is his dialogue. I mean, listen, like, I, I, every now and again he's asked to do the, uh, you Just know. Just like lady? <laughs> yeah, and like, the pro you know, like, I am that wall, like the progress speech, that was tremendous. But like, in a, I mean, episode in and episode out, he's not asked to carry the show. Yeah, I don't think anybody is, really. Maybe Beth no. would be the closest, maybe. No, yeah, nobody is. Yeah, like, I don't, yeah, it's it's just, the, it's the whole ensemble. So, like, for him, I don't, I don't, I don't know how demanding his shoots are, because he's got, like, five minutes, he's got five minutes, he's got five minute scenes where he's saying, like, Four sentences with a deep voice, like <laughs> I don't know. That's me. I don't. I don't. You know. Again, I don't. I don't. I know mean, the... if he's on a horse a lot, I get it. Like 
you, when you're that old on a horse a lot, you're kind of like, ah, oh, shit. Like, I'm like, just would so you would you agree that like, I, like I think Stallone's got more acting. Like, he's got more responsibilities from a an acting standpoint on Tulsa King than Costner has to, had to have on on Yellowstone. Do you agree? Like at least uh, comparable, yeah. Really? Close. I don't, I don't know. I mean, is is Stallone asked to do that much other than like, like? I, I I feel I feel like I feel like what did I say? Like in the first ep- like the first like three episodes of season one, I'm like, does he just do these like ominous quite like ominous quotes like throughout the entire show? Oh, like, Yellowstone, just, you were getting caught up, yeah. And when I was doing the first season, like he just like I'm like he's not really saying anything. He's just making these statements. Like he speaks in I, monologues. If I take if if I take in Jimmy, you know what it means. Like I just yeah. yeah. He's there's there's no if we go down this road, there's no coming back. <laughs> it was just so I'm so absurd, but maybe I'm just salty over him beating Odin Kirk. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. But so, um just wanted to give give you your flowers because I know you love that phrase. I um, yeah, yeah. idiots. Who comes up with these things? Um, I don't know, but I no, did. I just did. wanted to uh, give you credit since you said that maybe this is it, and maybe this is it. It's the end of the park, or damn it, it's the end of the ranch as we know it. Um, yeah. Uh, but pivoting off of that news. We were trying to come up with something for Beer 2 here, and you said, basically piggybacking off of the Kyrie stuff. Yeah. Like, what if we did another top five list? And We should, did, we, we, we should, we gotta, we'll have to put this one out on the Twitter to get some, uh. Alright, that's cool. To get, go back to the voting stuff. I, I want you to put them up there. Alright, I'll do it, I'll do it. I, uh. I have too many responsibilities on the social media aspect of this podcast. It's a lot. It's a lot of work. It's a lot. You're a lot. You're, a, you're your face is a lot. Um. So it's it's again based on the Kyrie. It's it's characters that just suck. Like like they start to pull you in, and then they just let you down again. And you're like, this character is the friggin' worst. Can we just like. Can they, they just exit stage left? This is they suck so much. Yeah, the worst, the worst. So that being said, we made lists. We made top five lists. We did. It. I really struggled, but um, I think I was able to pull it together. Okay. Um. You want to go first? Or you want yeah, to I didn't. I didn't put them in a particular order because I didn't either. I was going to do it on the fly. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to do my five. We'll just All list right. our fivesies. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna. T- I'm gonna go first because I. I want to take this away from you in case you have it. Uh, Walking Dead. The one and the only, Lori Grimes. That's a good pick. I had that one at first. Absolutely awful. Her husband. Who she believes to be dead, which is fair enough after being in a coma, after giving him shit before uh, he actually ends up in the coma over some nonsense, um, starts shacking up with his best friend. Doesn't doesn't even give him a month uh, to grieve. Uh, 
So it's shacking up with the best friend. Uh, gets knocked up by the best friend. Basically leads them both on and convinces them that one of them needs to kill the other. And then it's just really annoying the entire way across uh, across the three seasons that she was she was in the show. The only the only thing that I'll give her is that at least she had a little bit of self awareness um, at one point where she goes, "Listen, I know I'm not winning any uh, any wife of the year uh, awards here. <laughs> Look at no shit, Lori. She just sucked, man. Um, she did. She was just awful. The character, like you know, the I forget the actress's name, but I mean, if that if she was supposed to come off as just awful, that actress home um, freaking run. What was her name? Callie. Uh... Uh, Lori Grimes. Callie doesn't sound right. I think isn't that Judith the the Judith actress? Um, Sarah Wayne Callies. Oh, uh, okay. All right, I'm uh, I stand corrected. Well, my n- Walking Dead character, I I just I thought you were gonna go with you know who I'm gonna go with, right? I mean, you're gonna be pissed that you didn't think of him. Uh, Eastman would be pretty easy. No. Dude, Noah. Oh, that fucking guy. He was the worst. Oh, I am embarrassed. I I shit all over that guy at all costs. Oh, he was the worst. He was the worst. Good call. You win. You win. You win. You win. win. I'm not even putting it on Twitter. You win. (laughs) The fan base, like, loved him, and it's just like, why? They love him because of the stupid character he played on the show I've never seen. What, What show was it? Chris or something? Chris and Kids? Everybody hates Chris. Yeah, that's why people like him. He's in he's in Abbott Elementary, which is this new comedy on ABC that me and my wife watch, and he's like really he's good in it. But like even she knew him. She's like, oh, he was in the he's from this show, like whatever. I'm like, I was like, yeah, I fucking know. <laughs> she has no every, idea why. So, no idea why I'm so funny. angry about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Everybody hates Chris was funny, but like, yeah, like the character just sucked. He got everybody in trouble and like just kept getting passes for it. Yeah. And, and I, yeah, I, he I, was, he was, uh, unserious, unceremoniously just ripped limb from limb, which was, which was lovely. Yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Good call, man. I totally forgot about, oh, God, I suck. I was like, man, I, you took Laura, you left me Noah, you left that door wide open, pun intended. There it was. I, I gave it to you. You knocked it out of the, out of the park, man. Good for you. All right. Well, um, all right. I'll, I'll go, I'll, uh, God, yeah, we'll go, we'll, we'll go, we'll go snake style. We'll snake, snake it. it. Okay. Uh, I'm going Peaky Blinders, and I had one of two characters here, but I landed on Michael Gray. Like, man, when when he finally got blown up, that was that was very satisfying. Yeah. I I almost went with Finn Shelby, who eventually got ostracized and pretty much thrown out of the family. But uh, just Michael Gray. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> uh, Michael Gray being blown up was just. It was just very satisfying. He 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 was an ass, so that that felt good. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my next one that you'll know because I don't know that you'll know my my last three. Uh, I went movies here. This guy always irked me. Uh, Warden Norton from Shawshank Redemption. I saw that on a lot of lists. He sucks, like, man. But that was like. That was the point of the character, though. So uh, that, that didn't bother me as much. Yeah, like, I just, I mean, when I watched, when I first watched Shawshank, I think I was, 
I think I was 10 or 11. I was ta- my remember my mom went out somewhere and asked me to tape tape it for her in a room and it was an HBO. I'm like, "Oh, let me let me watch this. What's this all about?" So like, I remember watching, I'm like, "Why is this guy just a jerk?" Like he, you know, Andy's sitting there doing his taxes, getting the money on the side, and you know, he throws him he throws him in the hole for playing the music. And then he kills that poor like Elvis impersonator that could have maybe gotten Andy out of jail. When I'm sure like the warden, if the warden would have made a push to try to make that happen, Andy would have been so so um, just had so much gratitude for it. He probably would have continued to help him embezzle fucking money uh, even after he got out of prison. I just I just thought he was unnecessarily a prick, and I just I I always he was just always like a guy. Anytime I watch the show, I'm like. I, I can't wait till you blow your brains out in three and a half hours. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I'm uh Oh wait, go ahead. You're, you're we're doing snake. Uh, all right. I'm gonna go. How I Met Your Mother. Ted Mosby, who you've I, you've seen episodes before, so you. Yes. Yeah. I I saw that on a bunch of lists too. Oh really? When, when I, he, I I I feel like everyone. All these people I thought were I thought it was creative. I, I saw him on a bunch of lists. He just like like the character. Like it was, he was just so desperate. It was like every episode was like, ah, this this might be my true love. Bah, bah, bah. It's like, bro, you're this like young, early thirties architect in fucking New York. Can you just like relax and have a good time? And I get that's the point of the show and his cat, but he was just so bad. And then he just kept he kept recycling back to the the one roommate. And then even after he finds the the wife, after she passes away, spoiler alert, like he then, you know, once he then ends up back with the the woman from the original episode, it's like, this is, this is what we're doing. This is why I put up with this fucking clown for all these episodes. Ugh. So bad. I just, I always, I used to make fun of my one buddy who, uh, you know, his, his girlfriend made him pay rent when they were in college. And I'm like... That's probably a sign you should get out of that relationship. You should stop being a Mosby. <laughs> so, <laughs> shout out to you, Ant. Shout out to you. He's a pod listener. He'll love that. Um, so I'm gonna swing over to Star Wars. And oh. I, and, and I know you're not gonna go Jar Jar. Everybody wants to say Jar Jar. Screw you. I like Jar Jar. You love you love those those eye testies. Ray, Finn, and Poe. Any one of the three you want to claim, I'll agree with you. They all sucked. I don't care. (laughs) None of them were good. They just... Like, Poe... Like, what was the point of of Poe? Like, what was actually even the point of Poe? Like, he's just, like, in there. And, like, Finn was the same, like, surprised surprised that there was action look for all three movies that he was in and like finn you always thought there was like they were gonna make some connection to the fact that they talked about how they started using humans instead of clones and they just took them away from their parents and you thought there was gonna be some some character arc for him and like where you found out his backstory and all this stuff and how he ended up and just nothing and then (laughs) and then ray just like Oh, I don't know who my parents are. Um, I'm I'm a Skywalker psych. I'm a Palpatine. Like, what? Like, I, I, what's I, happening? How is the How is this person like the Jedi that can defeat Palpatine, but like 
none of the actual real Jedi like did the button actually... go to the sweater? It's just I, I just any one of those three you want to pick like yeah I, I'll I'll agree like they they again were fan favorites and I just thought they were all stupid and annoying. Um, which takes me to the last two on my list, and I'll go this way first. Ozark. Wendy freaking bird. Terrible. Just so awful. Like, she is the one cheating and creating sex tapes on her husband. She goes behind. Well, I don't, I don't think she created the tape. I think his private investigator made that tape, but that's okay. Oh, I gotcha. Um, I thought, well, I thought they, that she made the tape and then he got it off the laptop or something like that. Here nor there. No, his his private investigator, I think, sent him sent him the tape. Yeah, yeah. Um. So Wendy, she's cheating on him. She every time he finds a path for them to get out of this conundrum, she just finds ways to dig them deeper into it. Um. She she just is constantly indignant towards him. Uh. He he just always trying to defuse the situation, and she's just not uh it's her brother that's uncontrollable etc etc like she she was just a constant ridiculous awfulness on and on i i i i don't even know how to describe it she was infuriating great Uh, job by laura linney though she played that character awesome (sighs) can't agree more um god so terrible would ben i guess ben wasn't terrible i just i keep thinking i i I, maybe maybe he should have made my list her brother because i i remember i remember i wish i would have saved that um that tweet about him in the in the car ride (laughs) it's like she's doing everything possible not to kill him and you're rooting for her to change her mind until like the third time he sneaks away and tries to alert like the cops about the cartel and it's like here wendy here let me get you the gun okay let me get you the gun to kill this fucking guy (laughs) he's he's not on my list but that's now i'm thinking more about ozark i was like yeah maybe i should maybe ben should be on that that's a good call yeah um, my next one is, uh, Gemma Teller from the Sons of, Sons of Anarchy. I, I know you didn't watch one. Sons. Um, she, uh, she, she's played by, um, the actress, I always forget her name, but the actress that played Al Bundy's wife, Peg. Yeah. Uh, awful human being. She, she starts several uh, several gang wars uh, because she thinks she's part of the motorcycle club when she's really just, and this is what they call their wives in the show, she's just random guys, old ladies. Uh, you know, because the club might end, she has her original husband. She convinces, like, her original husband's, like, closest friend who, like, wants to bang her to kill him and then eventually convinces another guy to kill him and then kills her son's wife and like by the whole time making you think like she's doing it for the she's doing what's best for her son in the club when all she's doing is just eventually leading to everyone's death and the destruction of the club she is horrible and again 
actress tremendous she's actually married to uh and uh kurt kurt sutter i think is the uh the creator of sun she's she's actually married to him so uh he did i maybe he knew from experience but how great she could uh she could play somebody awful but man just wild yeah didn't didn't see that one uh wait was she your last one or do you have one more i got one more um Rob freaking Stark from Game of Thrones. I know you haven't watched Thrones. Nope. Uh, he played. He's the he's the oldest son of Ned Stark that was played by uh, Sean Bean. Um, he he basically costs costs the North. So like it's part part of the the Game of Thrones. They're from Winterfell, which is in the North. He basically costs his entire. Re, we'll call it a region, the war, because he agreed as a strategic. After they were kicking kicking ass, he stri- made a strategic alliance with this dude Walter Frey, who was known for having a lot of a lot of kids, and he was not a very attractive looking man. And his most of his daughters that would be around when they would um, when they would visit were not attractive. But in order to get this alliance, Rob had to promise to marry one of the daughters. So, and obviously thinking she's going to be unattractive. He then meets this hot nurse uh, on the battlefield and basically wants to, you know, wants to mate her and put a pup in her. And then basically says, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to break my vow. I'm going to choose love. (laughs) So breaks the vow. Uh, long story short, uh, there's an entire massacre called the Red Wedding, so you can get how that ends, and the North loses the war because of it. But basically, because and everyone's like, every all the Game of Thrones fans talk about how great Rob Stark is, like he's so chivalrous. The guy literally just wanted to marry and sleep with the hot chick, and so he broke his word in his honor about the woman he was supposed to marry. When in reality, all he had to do is what every other king and like you know lord did back then. Marry the person you promised to, and then just sleep with the chick on the side. <laughs> it was so ridiculous how people would defend Rob Stark about how oh he he what he 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 loved her this and that. I'm like he knew her two days. She was hot. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh, that's that. She was just hot. <laughs> it was so ridiculous, man. I'm like, uh, I when when him and half his family got brutally massacred, it was I absolutely loved and cheered during that episode to the point where people think there's something wrong with me. I mean, there is something wrong with me, but not because of that. Yeah. That and he sounds, and he and he sounds like it was a good choice. And he got a wolf killed, which is basically the equivalent of a dog in Game of Thrones. So fuck that guy. Oh, okay. Uh, sounds like it was a good choice. <laughs> My final choice was, I guess you left me the easiest one of all. <coughs> I, I, there's a few that I didn't do because I was like, since you said you were struggling, I, I, I wanted to make sure I didn't double up too many. Uh, Skylar White. Yeah, so I gave, I gave a Skylar and Wendy. Gave me, gave me Skylar. <laughs> gave me <Yeah. a> Skylar. <laughs> it just, Awful. I, I think she is the, the pinnacle of shitty characters that you just are just so frustrating to watch. Yeah. Um, now Walter is, you know, by the end of it is no angel. You know, he's, he's a bad guy by the end of it, but breaking bad as well. But Skylar, she's just, 
I mean, she's just going back to her old boss. She's losing the money. She's I always dead. She's always giving him shit about everything, and uh, she's just she's just the worst. Um, <laughs> I I always it's I I always find it funny how uh, Vince Gillian is always like, yeah, I don't get it. Like, I don't understand why like why people don't like Scott. This is ridiculous. He's like, everybody should hate Walter White. Everybody, this guy, like Skyler, did nothing wrong, and I'm just like, well, that's not really true. Like, I get the, I get what you're saying that, especially after he let Jane die. Even though I talked myself into he was doing that to protect Jesse and not himself. Um, yeah, I remember when we talked about that. I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, I'm like, bro, like he just knew that, like, if he didn't let her die, like her, Jess, or she would just end up having Jesse blow all that money on on heroin, and they would just overdose and die. So he was doing it because he loves Jesse. You're like, what? I'm like, yeah, bro, it's obvious. <laughs> I just, I was just, I was too in. I was too deep on Walter White. It's like with Navarati. I'm like, I'm just, I'm too deep. Um, but yeah, it's like yeah, Sky. Like everyone should love Skyler and not be cheering for Walter Wright. He's a, he's a monster. I'm like, no man, Skyler's the monster. It just makes me laugh. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, funsies. She, she's, she's she's the obvious number one. Yeah. Um, there was. Did you have any uh, honorable mentions? Uh. I mean, Skylar was on there and Wendy, but I knew you'd have them, so I, I didn't put them on. Um, my mine were just Finn and Lori and. Uh, oh, Finn does suck. Remember, uh, I mean, before we, before we realized how hot she was in real life, Ailsworth. Oh yeah, Al- Albert's wife <laughs> Ailsworth. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I couldn't. I couldn't. I. I, I just. Yeah, I couldn't. Do we it. were so. But before we found out she was a hottie in real life, we were so annoyed with her. We were like, "This bitch is so awful." She just. How many shit. times? How many times Uhtred? does Uhtred have to save them? Yeah. And she just still gives him no credit. And then we found out she was hot, and we were like, "She has a point. She has a point." <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway, um, I th- that that's the list. That's it, everybody. That's it. Those are the annoying characters. They I, are the worst. I wonder if we missed any. Guess we'll find out from the listeners. Yeah. All right. Um, as we close this out, it's nine minutes left in the third. LeBron needs fourteen points, so it looks like he'll probably get it here. Uh, it's a eight point. Uh, Oklahoma City's up by eight, so uh, make that ten if they make these free throws, but. Um. Yeah, I got nothing else. Drew, you got anything else? No, nah, man. That's it. That's all I got. All right. As per usual, good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Sit down. Pull you that first round. You got an open count. Toss it out. Everybody's cold right now. Stir up the crowd Get you that second round Go on and throw it out Talk about anything that makes you get loud